When creating an exit strategy, business owners can't just account for the health of their books. They also must consider the health of their brand. Financials say a lot about an organization, but public awareness can mean the difference for a company that sells and a company that sits. I've known the talented PR team at HKA for many years, and I've seen firsthand how marketplace visibility equals marketplace value. If your brand needs a boost, contact the marketing communications experts at HKA by calling 714-426-0444 or visit them online at www.hkamarcom.com. Hi, this is Bill Black from the Exacoach Radio Show. Last year, a business owner friend of mine died suddenly and tragically, and his family was unprepared. In his honor, I'm giving away 1,000 of my ebooks entitled Business Continuity Five Steps to Protect Your Family Free. All you have to do is text the word family to 44222. That's family to 44222. Don't let your family be the victim of an unplanned business. Text family to 44222 for this free information today. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm very happy to have you with us. We have an exciting show. Let's get right to it. Our first guest is Norma Yeager, and Norma is with VESST Publishing. She's an author, but she's got a very interesting story. Uh, Norma was the first woman stockbroker permitted to walk on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. This was back in 1962. This was a first back in 1962. And Breaking Down the Walls, her book tells her story of 50 years in the financial industry. And Breaking Down the Walls is also stands for Prejudice Against Women in the Workplace. So I'm very excited to welcome Norma to the show. Norma, thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Bill. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's I a do. pleasure. That's you're you're a real groundbreaker. It sounds like uh, uh, the, back in 1962, things were so so very different. Tell us a little bit about you and and your past. How'd you get into that position where you were the first person to uh, to a uh, first woman to walk to be permitted to walk onto the New York Stock Exchange? Well, at that time, I had no idea that they didn't permit women. Um, I had a, um, my husband lost his job. I was up in the Catskill Mountains, had to move back to New York City. Um, I had been married about 10 years. I had three children, and um, I needed to help my husband support us. There was just nothing I could do. Uh, I was not a secretary. I really had no skills. Uh, other than the fact that I did graduate school, uh, you know, uh, school with a uh, bookkeeping, and so I liked numbers. Numbers were important to me. Well, I found out that one of the large brokerage firms in New York was going to have a training program, and um, I applied. Well, mm-hmm. they said to me, you know, we don't really have women stockbrokers. I said, well, I said, if I could do the job, what difference would that make? So he said, you're right. If you're willing to take the uh, three-day three psychological test to see if you're suited for this kind of industry, and we'll see. 
So I did, and I've obviously you must have done very well because he called me in. He says, we're thinking of putting you into the training program, and it takes about uh, 6 to 12 months to get through the program. And if you're willing to do that, um, we're, we're going to hire you. Oh, I said, I certainly am willing to do that. I, I was desperate. And I said to him, uh, <laughs> I said to him, um, I'll get help for my family, and I will be here on time every day with the rest of the group. He said, the only thing we're talking about uh, amongst ourselves, the executives, is what do we pay a woman? I said, well, what, does that make any difference? I'm joining a class, whether I'm a woman or a man. You're paying the men. What are you paying them? And he said, well, he said, you know, they have families, they have wives, they have expenses. I said, well, I have the same expenses. And I said, in addition, I have one extra. I have to hire a wife. Well, <laughs> that is, I never thought <laughs> that. Uh, so you have, you have to negotiate. Anyway, he did give me the same salary as the men were getting, and it was, at that time, pretty pretty decent. So I did uh, you know, make a dent into our own um, uh, <laughs> expenses and our own um, uh, liabilities. So I spent almost 14 years with the firm. The firm's name was Hornblower and Week Temple Noise, which at that time was a major, major firm. It's been absorbed into many other companies by this time. But um, uh, it gave me the, the background to be able to become a very successful salesperson in the financial industry. Women today don't realize what what they have. They don't appreciate what's going on. You know, there are many, many women that are out there, uh, as you can tell, in the financial world by listening to all your radio broadcasts. You have uh, women that are stockbrokers, analysts, CEOs. Um, they're heads of major corporations today. That was not the case in my time. Yeah, this was, we're talking 52 years ago. So this is quite a while back, and this is at a point where, um, I mean, it was very unusual. What what was the environment like? Was it awkward for you? Was it? Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about what your feelings were at the time. Well, you know, I had a lot of comments. Some some of the men made the comment that why why are you working? Leave the job open for a man. Well, I needed the job, and and I so I you know ignored their comments. I had no choice. If I wanted to work. I had to be able to go there with my head high and do the job. And I did it quite well because um, I became one of the um, management advisory board members and the only female to ever do that with this particular firm. Uh, you know, having a small business is exciting. After I was 14 years in, um, uh, 10 years with um, Hornblower, I asked to be moved to California because I was remarrying. My husband and I had gotten a divorce by that time, and uh, I remarried, and I went out to California. They transferred me into their Beverly Hills office, and I have to tell you, uh, it started to open up in California as well. I started to see a lot more women on the job, and it was better. And, you know, I was respected for what I could do, and not uh, made me feel that I was a oddity, but mm -hmm. that was took ten years to do that. <laughs> uh, in my career, I opened two brokerage firms myself. I had um, about fifty stockbrokers, 
and um, I built a beautiful business. The key is you have to be determined. You have to make up your mind that that's what you want to do and get the education. Education is the most important thing. Learn what the job calls for and educate yourself. I met a woman who was going to be the first, um, uh, what do you call it, um, she was going to be on one of these sports programs. She was going to be a sports oh. announcer. And mm-hmm. she said to me, what advice can you give me? I said, my advice to you is to go home and do your homework. You should know every player. You should know his record. You should know what what, you know, uh, what ball. Uh, you should know what. What position, their statistics, everything, all of that stuff, right? Exactly. I'm sorry, I got a little stumped on it. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, you know, you have to know your job. You have to know what you're doing. You don't want to have to say, "Gee, I have to go look it up." You should know all those things because that is your job. I learned the stock market. That was my job. And if you're a uh, FedEx delivery person, you should know all the routes and you should know where you're going, so you don't waste your time. The important thing is to educate yourself in your job. Be determined to do a good job. And, of course, need makes it possible for you to want to open and make money in a business. So as far as small business are concerned, I'm all for it. I think people should try to uh, open a business. But before you do so, mm-hmm. educate yourself. Know what's involved. Know what the market is. Know where your money's coming from and so on. Uh, you know, it's important to be able mm-hmm. to know finances. What what are some of the the opportunities that are open for women now? I mean, you know, there's 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 vast opportunities open that didn't exist in in 1962. But how have things changed substantially from your viewpoint now? Well, I was shocked that I had an airline pilot that was female. I mean, one of these big mm-hmm. big planes, and she was flying it. Um, I was shocked to see women delivering big packages for UPS and uh, FedEx and uh, and anchor women on TV and radio. I mean, this was not the case in my time. Women did not have these jobs. Um, their major CEOs and CFOs of corporations. They work in law enforcement. They're policemen. They're firefighters. They're doctors. They're dentists. Uh, you know, this this is um, even an astronaut. <laughs> so I think that uh, was this was unheard of. I don't know whether the women know that married women could not have their own bank accounts and checking accounts without their husbands being on the account and giving them permission. So if you were a working woman that had no husband, you couldn't have those things. You couldn't have a bank account. You couldn't have a checking account. And many husbands would not sign on. They didn't want them to have it. But today, I mean, what would you do without a checking account or your own bank account? You now, that's, shocking. that's shocking to hear that. I, I had no idea that it was, it was that uh, closed down for women. How, how do you think we are as far as um, on the equality kind of measurement? Are, are is there still a lot of work to do, or or are things? I know things are better than they were, but are are we are we where we need to be yet? Do you think, with as far as equality in the workplace? No, I don't think we are. We still don't have equal pay for equal work. I think that is just unheard of. I mean, if you're doing the job right, right, you should get the equal pay. If you're not, you shouldn't be doing that job. 
get one that you can do well. Um, I think there's so much more to do. Uh, we are getting more women in politics, which is good. Uh, we are able, at this point, to fight for our rights, and that's important. When you go in for a job, you have to learn to negotiate. Negotiation is one of the most important things. You don't want to demand equal pay, but you want to negotiate it, like I did. You know, I said, well, I need the extra money because of uh, the fact that I have to hire help. So that's the point of negotiations. Um, the other thing that I think a um, a small business owner has to have is ambition. She must have the, the need and the want to succeed. And when she does her homework, if she feels that she can handle it, then she has to go out and raise the money for it. Raising money is not easy, but it can, it can be done. And uh, even the banks today will lend women money. They didn't at that time, but the banks today will lend women uh, the money to open a business if they you know, have some assets and they feel that they could do the job. We could yeah. not even get involved with mortgages. It was assumed a woman would get married and have children and stay at home. So even a woman who had a good job couldn't get a mortgage for herself. She was not counted in qualifying for a mortgage with her husband. In other words, even if she had some money, they didn't include her in the mortgage. It was always for the husband. So, you know, it's a different world today. I think women should put their heads up high and go for it, whichever way they, you know, what they like to do. You must love what you're doing, because if you don't love it, you won't have the determination to complete it. Um, uh, I love Norma. numbers. I love the stock market. I used to watch it every day with, uh, on TV with my, um, uh, not TV, in the stock, uh, mm-hmm. you know, offices that we had in the, uh, that was available. We had ticker tapes on the walls, and I used to watch all that. So I loved it. That's the only reason I could be with it 51 years. <laughs> it was one of those things that when I retired, I wanted to travel because I really couldn't get away too often. And uh, I did all my traveling. And then I said, what am I going to do now? Because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a woman that has abilities and I want to do something. So I wrote my life story. And that's my book, Breaking Down the Walls, tells the whole story from beginning to end of how I broke down walls, some businesses I failed at. Failure is not something to be afraid of. It only teaches you what you should and should not do. So I failed in a couple of businesses. I opened three or four, and I just moved on. I failed. I closed them. I moved on. And you have to do that. Fear will get you nowhere. You Norma, have to give up the fear. In your experience, is the government helping with things like in the Small Business Administration, they have the Office of Women's Business Ownership. Does the government help and uh, do groups like NALBO, the National Association of Women Business Owners, help? Have you had much experience with those, and and can you comment on their resources? Well, for my business, it's fairly new. We did not have that at my time, so I didn't have any place to turn to for that kind of help. But I imagine today they do have the ability to uh, help in instructing you, you know, what what to do and where to go and how to do it. Um, So I would 
use those uh, various uh, agencies and uh, take advantage of it. Do everything well, just another, you can. Just another way that things have changed. Now, there are some resources, even from the government level, to help yes. uh, women who are in business. Now, tell us, uh, what are some traits that every successful woman should have? You, you mentioned this in your book, I think. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. The traits that women have to have, as I alluded to before, is to get your education. Mm-hmm. You, be, you must be knowledgeable not only in your field, but the world. Read the newspapers, read the, uh, listen to the TV, and get, get education. Finish your schooling, get your college degrees, and then pursue whatever you, you, you excel in and try to get go on further with further with that. Mm-hmm. You also have to have the ambition to work. If you're lazy, you're not going to do it. You have to fight all the time. You fight with the clock, you fight with people, you fight you you're always out there pitching because that's what the business world is about, pitching. You, you know, make sure that you are uh, ambitious enough to withstand the negative things that do happen. And they do happen. You get the conversations with somebody, they say something that is not nice about you, like they say to me, why are you working here when a man could take your job? You've got to build a very stiff shoulder and let it go. Same thing with the business. If, if it doesn't work the first time, I don't say try the same one again, but try another one. Um, so you have to have that ambition and then again, determination. You know, getting the job is not enough for them. They have to prove themselves to be equal in, uh, of men in the workplace, or they will not get the equal pay. So determination is a huge factor that uh, women have to have when they uh, are looking to go out into the business world. Mm-hmm. And when you talk with women about, or, or in your book, I should say, uh about balancing family and career for working women. Do you have what kind of tips can you give women about that? Well, the first thing that I, I have to say about that is your family is very, very important. So you have to be sure that your family is taken care of. Make the arrangements so that you don't your mind is not where is my child today, but you know that she's being taken care of or he's being taken care of. Um so Planning to do that is one of the first things. Second thing is that you have to plan your day so that there is time for you and your family. You have to be interested in their individual goals and needs, their after-school activities, their friends, their problems, and so on. So to me, one of the important things you can do at home is have dinner with the family. You must all sit down around the dinner table and discuss your day so that everybody feels part of the home activity. You know, even vacation time, what would they like to do? And so, and then you have to let them know what you're doing so that they are involved in your life as well. That's very, very important. Secondly, you have to hire the proper help, as I said before, for the cooking, the cleaning, the marketing. Uh, All of those things take the extra money that you have. So it's all part of a budget. You must have a budget. You have to know where the money is going and what it's doing for you and your family. So those are the things that I think are the tips that can balance a family and career, planning, organization, uh, time off, 
include the family and decisions, hire good help, and employ, um, you know, your children to employ the children into your life. Now, tell us a little bit about, we just have about a minute left, Norma, today. Unfortunately, it's fascinating uh, talking with you, but tell us a little bit more about your book, Breaking Down the Walls. How can our listeners get it, and uh, and who should read it? Well, I think everyone should read it. Anyone that's, that's going to be coming out of uh, their universities and things need to know what they're facing. And I think the name of the book, Breaking Down the Walls, tells the whole story of how you break down the walls in in the working industry. Uh, let me spell my last name because it's difficult uh, sometimes to get uh, the book unless you have the proper name. My name is Norma Yeager, Y like yellow, A-E-G-E-R. And I have a website, www dot norma yeager spelled correctly dot com and um it can be bought at amazon and Barnes and noble and other stores that uh, sell books and um i would love to send 10 of your um, audience free books if you if they would write into you or call you um please give me the names and i will be happy to uh, give them some books I think the book is a great read, and I hope that uh, uh, people learn from it. I, I, you know, from the from your story, starting in 1962 as the first woman stockbroker permitted to walk on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, Norma, it sounds like it ought to be in high schools as a as a textbook for for how far we have come, but how far we still need to go for women and equality in business and in the workplace. And I applaud uh, your efforts, and uh, I really look forward to uh, reading the book and, and getting more information. And listeners, you, you have the ability to get a free copy. Just let me know. Send us an email. We'll let Norma know. And Norma, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a very important lesson for all of us to be mindful of, and I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thank you very much, Bill, for being for allowing me to tell my story. And there's uh, much more in the book. So I really want, the, as you say, high school children. I hadn't thought about that at that age, but why not? Uh, and I know the college uh, business, uh, or the business um, office had asked me to do some talking, and I have been approaching the universities, but uh, I hadn't thought about high schools, but why not? You know, give why them, not? Let them start thinking about it. Right. Now, how many little children are doing business? They sell lemonade on the corner. That's business. <laughs> I hey, think I that's wonderful. Pardon me? One rule, I never pass a lemonade stand. Um, there Norma. you go. <laughs> Thanks very there much for go. joining us. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back after this, so please stay tuned. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 